is your host, Ashley. During this episode, my guest and I will be discussing the current conflict going on in Israel and Palestine. This is a trigger warning, as the following discussion may include sensitive and potentially distressing content related to the ongoing conflict. These topics can involve discussions of violence, death, apartheid, and war. Please listen with caution and prioritize your mental and emotional well-being and your mental health. If you're feeling overwhelmed or triggered, consider seeking support from a family, a trusted friend, or a mental health professional. I have asked a guest that I recently interviewed, who happens to be Palestinian-American, if she'd be open to sharing her thoughts and personal experiences when it comes to this conflict. Her name is Suzanne Yatim Aslam. She is a mother, an author, a former actress, a former Miss Arab USA, and she is also Palestinian-American. She has family currently living in both America and Palestine. She has spent time as an activist and peacekeeper in Palestine as well. She has graciously agreed to join me for this episode. I'm acknowledging that this is not an easy topic to talk about. If you're someone like me who is still learning, I hope this conversation gives some context to a perspective that's not always reflected in the media. I've added resources in the description if you're interested in learning more. For those who have been directly affected by the conflict between Palestine and Israel, I send you love and light and hope for peace. Hi, everyone. So we've got Suzanne Yatim Aslam back on the podcast. Uh, I interviewed her in an upcoming episode, but um, given the current circumstances going on in the world right now um, between Israel and Palestine and um, all of the things that we've been seeing about it, I've asked her graciously she graciously accepted to come on and talk a little bit about her perspective as somebody who is Palestinian American, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Palestinian American has, has spent a lot of time in Palestine and has family there at this particular moment. Um, I have been, I wanted to make sure that I do my due diligence in this particular situation and with a conflict that I know, like, one to two percent of and I'm trying to learn but I understand that there is some ignorance there on my part and I'm trying to overcome uh, and, and learn more um, so Suzanne I thank you so much for um, coming on and being willing to open up and talk about um, your feelings on the current situation thank you it's an it's an honor and um, something that I feel as a Palestinian has always been my uh Sometimes I call it a cross to bear because it can be quite exhausting. Um, but this is something that I feel really strongly about. And I've always, for 38 years, felt strongly about talking about and helping Americans understand because I know I know what the truth is. But I also grew up here. So I know what you see. Mm-hmm. So I see the two different versions. So I'm not even mad at people when they don't understand. Um, because how could you? Like you're just, you're you're fed something very, very specific for a very specific reason. So um, I'm always really grateful when people like you go, you know what, I'm a little confused and I have, I have questions. And then asking people who actually can answer them as opposed to just a bunch of people sitting around a coffee table talking about things that they don't know and just throwing out their opinion based on news that they've heard, not from real human beings with real pain. Yes, 100%. And I, if y'all have listened to the podcast before, you know, I am not one to kind of like take whatever the news, the mainstream news. I understand that there is 
a level of propaganda that happens, particularly in Western American news. Mm -hmm. And there is often only one slice of the pie that we get fed. And that slice of the pie has like glitter and uh, sparkles and Mm -hmm. decorations Mm -hmm. that fit one particular narrative. And what I really want to do is make sure we're getting all sides of the story. Um, With that being said, if you guys don't already know, I am referring to the... The situation that I think turned everyone's heads towards the uh, the issue, the conflict that's been yeah. going on for a really long time, and that is that initial thing that that turned everybody's heads was the. Uh, I feel like why am I saying this, Suze? Can you tell us what the initial conflict, not initial conflict, the conflict that the past couple of weeks has turned the globe's attention yeah. to so this conflict. People are people think that there was an unprovoked attack where uh, a political organization called Hamas, who were elected and, and represent the people of Gaza, the Gaza Strip, um, which is in Palestine, that they, they attacked in Israeli cities on October 7th. And I think it was October 7th and 8th or when the really big events happen. And people were like, oh my God, this is out of nowhere. And, and Americans were up in arms and they were like, Hamas is a terrorist organization and this was so unprovoked and they killed innocent civilians. And they did kill innocent civilians and that is not okay. And we always mourn the loss of any life. What is frustrating for Palestinians is what Hamas did in two days, Israel has done for 75 years to the Palestinian people and nobody cared. Um, and in one day, I saw this meme that I really love. Um, Israelis felt what it was like to be Palestinians for a day, and they didn't like it. Mm. And I just felt like that sort of summed up the situation. Um, so there's the Gaza Strip, and there's the West Bank. And those are the two, the entire state of Israel. Like, if you're looking at a map of Palestine, Israel, they have, the Israelis, over the last 75 years, took all of it, and with two slight exceptions. There's the Gaza Strip, which is a complete open air prison. And I mean a prison. They are not, it's, it's bordered on the Mediterranean Sea, Egypt, and then the rest is, is Israel. And there's along that line, that border with Israel, it's every 10 feet, there's checkpoints, there's soldiers, there's cameras, there's outposts. It is, they are in prison. Um, Israel controls how much water goes in. Israel controls how much electricity that they get. Israel controls what um, goods come in and out of, of Gaza. So people think that, well, Gaza's, you know, they, they have their own little place and they, they, it's their own sovereign area, but it's not because anything that they do is controlled and decided by the state of Israel. So it's 2 million people, 2.2 million people in prison. Um, I want, I want to dig a little bit into that because I know that one of the immediate react, one of the reactions that happened a couple of days after the yeah. attacks on the 7th and the 8th um, were that uh, they basically said that we're going to cut off food, we're going to cut off electricity, right. we're yeah. going to cut off water um, to Gaza. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw that, I was like, I don't think you're allowed to do that by like international law they're not okay they're not they they break international law on a daily basis they're ex- the existence of of um so do you know what settlers are mm-hmm. 
Okay, so in the West Bank in particular, this is where I've seen a lot of this. Um, well, Suze, I, have... I want to stop real quick because I may know, but for people that, that are yeah. listening, can you speak yeah. to them? So um, my family lives in the West Bank, and which is where like Bethlehem and Jerusalem and Nazareth and you know places like that that people might hear about. Um, that's where they are. So my family's in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem or in the West Bank are is are Israeli settlements. So people think that like we have Gaza and we have the West Bank. But if you look at a map of the West Bank, we don't have the entire region. They have infiltrated into the West Bank, the Israelis have, and they created these neighborhoods that they took they took they took our land, built these really beautiful Jewish only neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, with Jewish only roads. And I say Jewish only roads. I'm, I'm, Oh yeah, so my aunt's land, she showed I stood on it the other day when I was there last month. Um they take roads. It's a part it's an apartheid state. Just think exactly like South Africa, but way more violent. Um so there's roads that like my they took my aunt's land, made a road and then told her she can't drive on it. Because unless you have a certain license plate that is belongs to the state of Israel instead of the West Bank, then then you're not allowed in and there's a checkpoint to stop you from going in. So her um, land is just gone. That's it. She can't yep. go back correct so wow. she she's like she's on this side they haven't taken this yet but they took this road right here um or this it wasn't a road at the time it was just land and then there her, she has more land on the other side but she can't get to it because you have oh my she goodness. can't cross she the can't road, cross the road. Mm-hmm. um wow. it's 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 horrifying and there's nobody to stop them from doing it so um so they have these subdivisions or these neighborhoods or um, that are really beautiful that are full of like water duck ponds trees and all of the water that should go to Palestinians gets diverted and it'll go into the settlements. So you have these illegal settlements. And the reason I bring them up is because if you are, according to international law and the Geneva Convention and things like that, that happened after the world wars, if you are occupying a nation, you are not allowed to bring your people onto that native land. And, mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to do that. So like the very existence of, of settle, settlements, Israeli settlements, is illegal. So they're, when I say they're breaking international law on a daily basis, they are. They can cut off water to Palestinians whenever they want. And sometimes they do it as collective punishment. Um, my mom was imprisoned at the age of 12. They did. Oh they were goodness. mad about, they were mad about her cousin had done something. He was very vocal and they were really mad. So they imprisoned her whole class. Didn't tell the, their parents. They just like took them to jail um, at the age of 12. These are, oh these are not so when you think they have slogans, this is part of the propaganda. Um, Israel is the most moral country in the world. They have the most moral army. That is a bunch of bullshit. I have watched them be horrible to children. I have watched them hurt women. I have watched them do the most vile things with my own eyes. I've been there. I worked as I was an activist and I had like gone there and worked with organizations on the ground um, as with peacekeepers. And how can you possibly be mad when somebody strikes back? If I went into your home, Ashley, right now, and I took away everything that you loved and everything that belonged to you, and I just told you you could go live in the garage, and I hurt all of your family consistently, and then one day you tried to attack me, how are you not in the right? Mm. So I don't support Hamas. I don't support that they hurt people. But the thing is, is nobody, everybody wants to be mad about that, but nobody wants to be mad about what Israel has been doing, the genocide, the apartheid, the ethnic cleansing, the the land theft for 75 years years and going and then the support of the western civilization there's there's a protest happening in paris france is trying to ban palestinians from protesting why same like what are you so afraid of um 
And, and here's my, like, one of the things that I like to say, do you know, some of our biggest supporters are Jewish. I am, you know, what's interesting. And I've been, like I said, I've been trying to read up and my husband and I have been like watching, like finding YouTube videos that talk about the situation, finding articles. And what's been like shocking to me is that I think there's a whole, there's a whole Jewish community in New York. I think two days ago, Jewish voice for peace is one yes, of them. Yes, and I think they were protesting like by the hundreds. Oh. A lot of them got arrested yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that when we're, I think a lot of people are thinking Jewish against Palestine. Palestine. Yeah, that's and I don't think that's what it is. Like the more I dig deeper, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like that's what it is. It seems like Israeli government is against Palestine and, and really Gosh, you're smart to yeah. approach on land. It, it, I will a- say it took me a lot of research to get to that point because you have to kind of dig through yeah. the crap that yeah. is like on the surface of information. Yeah. So this is a government who is using and abusing a, a, a group's religion. What, what happened to Jews, particularly obviously in the Holocaust, is like the most horrific thing in the world. And you have a government. Listen, when are governments ever doing things for the sake of people? Exactly. So you have a government who's going, oh my gosh, isn't it so terrible what happened to us? We're going to take this land now. But then, like, because we deserve it and because we need a safe place to live. And that Jews you're referring to is like the 75 years ago, once they just. I know there's like Zionism, like hey, we're correct. Go so there's home. a difference between like between Zionism and Judaism. So Judaism okay. is just a religion. Great. Zionism is when they actually believe that this belongs to them, and it's like a like a superiority thing. Okay. Um, and they believe that this land belongs to them to to the detriment of everybody else. And like they're totally okay with dehumanizing Palestinians. I have had soldiers tell me that we are subhuman to my face. By the way, those soldiers were from New England. Because wow. if you're Jewish, you can come from anywhere in the world right. and settle. And that's what those settlers are. Those yeah. settlers are from Boston. They're from, New- they're from New York. They're from California. They're from Ukraine. They're from wow. wherever, wherever. And then so they're coming onto our land and kicking out in the indigenous population. So for no other reason other than based on like the Bible and not the Bible, but yeah, based yeah. on religious history. Correct. The Jews were, they used to be there. And so they want to go back to their, to their ancestral homeland. The problem is, is Jews were already living there. Um, Christians were already living there. Muslims were already living there. When the Jews first started coming back in the early 1900s, they came as refugees and Palestinians were like, yeah, come. And like Palestinian Jews were like, yeah, come. Like, like we got you. Um, It wasn't until Zionism came about and they decided we want a home just for Jews Uh, to the detriment of everybody else. The separation yeah. comes. Up yeah, and they and then they, mm. yeah, and then they, they they did pogroms, just like just like what happened to them in in World War One and Two. It was the exact same thing. They came and they murdered people and threw them out of their villages and then took those houses and made their own c- cities. So, like we look at we look at places right now that have like Hebrew names in throughout Israel. Those names were recently invented, and those used to be Arabic places, Arabic names for Arabic cities um, that are no longer that no longer exist. Wow! And I just also want to point something else out, which I think is in America, it's really easy to uh, we have a tumultuous history. I think since nine eleven, with people that are of Arab descent or that are Muslim, yeah. and yeah. I think there's also this stereotype or this. Uh, 
preconceived notion that all Palestinians are Muslim when I feel like people aren't realizing that there is a diverse, there's a diversity within Palestine. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being Muslim. Let me throw that out there. But I think that there is an interesting like button on the propaganda machine. that's like, oh, Oh, Muslim, that's like a buzzword. Everybody can hop on top of that. Because we've done that before. And we've like incited hatred against these people before. So it's really easy to like, all Palestinians are Muslims. And then that makes it easy for Americans to go, oh, yeah, those people. Yeah. 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 So uh, DeSantis today said, it was either today or yesterday, but I saw the video today. He was like, uh, we can't allow any Gazans who are Palestinian to come in as refugees because they're all anti-Semitic. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Did you just say that? Did you racistly say that an entire group of people all hate another entire group of people? Also, these mother, they don't know what the word Semitic means. Semitic is anybody who is of Hebrew or Arabic origin. I speak Arabic. I'm Middle Eastern. So how am I anti-Semitic if I'm like, I'm like anti myself, uh, yeah. which is hilarious. And people don't understand, but this is the propaganda working. Like, this is what I hear people say all the time. They'll, they'll say like, somebody will think this is their own brilliant idea when they go, Israel has the right to defend itself. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You've heard this your whole life. And you think that you understand, but all you're saying is you're just repeating the propaganda. Echo, the echo you, and you think, and you think you understand, you think that this makes sense, but it's just your echo chamber. It's just the propaganda machine working. So it's three, it's three things. You either don't value Palestinian lives as much as you value Israeli lives. The propaganda machine is working or you don't understand any of it. And you Mm -hmm. probably should just be quiet and listen and wait to form an opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always one of those three things. And the reason I brought up the, the, some of our biggest supporters are Jewish is because you will never see, actually, you will never see a Palestinian who is pro-Israel. Mm. but there are so many Jews worldwide that are Mm pro-Palestinian. And the reason is, is because they are human beings with hearts and they see injustice and they do not want injustice done in their name because horrible things happen to them and they can't stand the idea of those things being repeated in their name. Yeah. Um, And those are, those are just the most beautiful people with the biggest hearts. And I'm really, really grateful for them um, because it's one thing like you expect a Palestinian to stand up against their oppressors, but for their own people to stand up against your, to stand up against them is actually, it's hard to stand up against your own people. And so when they do that, it's something that's really beautiful and something that I don't take for granted at all. My point is, is there is not, oh, well, there's two sides to every story. There is like, oh, well, you know, like it's, it's really complicated. It's not. There is one truth here. And the truth is that Israel is an oppressive settler colonial state. They have been for 75 years. And any violence that occurs from Palestinian people is in response to all of the violence and oppression that we have felt for 75 years. And if you want to know why Hamas exists, go to the root of the problem. They were invented by by the Israelis in order to offset a bunch of political groups within Palestine. But they were invented in like the 80s or 90s. What about the years before, the 50, 60 years before their invention? What about all the horrible things Israel did before they even, before Hamas was even a word? And we want to sit there. We don't want to think about that because we want to give them a blank slate because you have been told that they're a moral army. You've been told that they just have the right to defend themselves and they're this poor little colony in the middle of a bunch of really scary Arabs. That's 
a lie and we we have been fighting this lie our entire lives and it's exhausting to have to defend your right to exist and to resist and if you were talking to native americans to you know mm. 200 300 years ago would you be like why are you fighting back why mm. why are you why are you so mad yeah. you would like in that story who's who's the hero in that movie it's the native americans and yet for some reason we are dehumanized and demonized um and if you think that it's because you're just you're just a victim of the propaganda machine yeah um i thank you so much i appreciate you coming on and sharing i know this is um i didn't it's it's hard for i don't even have the words like i don't i feel like i don't have the right words um i appreciate you at least coming on and like taking this space to be able to educate um i know particularly here in america again it's really easy to take the first thing that you see as truth Mm -hmm. but i beg everybody that uh is listening to dig deeper um to gain an understanding of like the actual history um and yeah not just take what's being given to you um you know up front uh as as truth um I just want to remind everybody when we when we're looking at our own country how easy it is for the news to twist and turn things and how it's been that way for hundreds of years yeah. uh the 1900s even as recent as 2020 the news was kind of like feeding us certain things um framing it in a certain way and it's not until you dig a little bit deeper i just want to leave you Suze. i know you got to run but i just want to leave no no it's okay um, I, I have time for this this is important yeah i just had i just had a couple things that i wanted to share um in 1964 malcolm x published an article called um the zionist logic in defense of palestine uh it says the israeli zionists are convinced they have successfully camouflaged their new kind of colo- colonialism did the zionists have legal or moral right to invade Arab Palestine, uproot its Arab citizens from their homes and seize all Arab property for themselves just based on the religious claim that their forefathers lived there thousands of years ago. Um, And there's another quote from Nelson Mandela that says, uh, we know too well that our freedom is incomplete without the freedom of Palestinians. Um, And that's from 1997. And I just want to remind everybody, uh, if you don't know much about Nelson Mandela, please look into him. It'll gain, it'll give you a better frame of understanding for what's going on now in terms of like fighting apartheid. Um, Nelson Mandela was in prison for a uh, 20 something years and he was um, labeled a terrorist for a really long time. And it wasn't until like the world decided it's okay for him to, you know, I, I don't I feel like, you have to critically think, and it's very easy not to critically think in these situations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I really want peace in that area. I want the, I want your family to be safe. I want your family's family to be safe. Um, I think that's what at at our at most people's core, we want people to be treated humanely. And yeah. I don't think war is ever the answer. That's all, that's my point of view. But um, yeah, I just. I'm here. If there is something from your perspective that you want to share on our platform, I appreciate, like, I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to give you space because I really want to make sure that, like, um, we're we're getting 
uh, people are getting honest um, in the full purview of, of like mm-hmm. what is actually going on. Um, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the, the quotes from those two phenomenal men. Um, Malcolm X said, uh, uh, if you're not careful, the media will have you loving the oppressor and hating the oppressed. And that's exactly what's happening. That was prophecy. Um, a couple of things that I'd like to add. Uh, number one, um, if you're an American Christian, it gets really confusing for you because you've been mm-hmm. told that this is, you know, God's chosen people. And I would ask you to reconsider what God's chosen people really means. And is it possible that a government is using and manipulating that idea in order to, without impunity, murder people? And is that something that Jesus would support? Um and I would say that the answer is no. So I think we have to not blindly assume that that those are equal. Um, the second thing is the black community has been the most amazing group of people um, when it comes to, to, to this issue. I remember uh, I grew up in Ferguson. And so I oh, remember wow. when the whole Michael Brown thing happened and um, Palestinians were so uh, during the protest there in St. Louis, uh, people were getting tear gassed. And Palestinians were tweeting I remember this. to Ferguson protesters, like, here's what you do when you get tear gassed. You know, here's how you use milk. Milk is so much better than what and, and they were doing in the solidarity between um, that movement, like early Black Lives Matter and and the Palestinian people. Like we really felt like we were and I felt mm-hmm. so blessed because I was I was in the middle of both, you know, being from St. Louis. Um, but I uh, the solidarity and the understanding that black Americans have with Palestinians is something that's really, really beautiful. And I just want to encourage that because I think that there's something there that we understand within each other that Mm -hmm. other people don't. Um, And uh, I think that that's really, really important. There was a third thing, but I have mom brain and I can't remember stuff. (laughs) No worries at all. Again, thank you, Suze. I, again, appreciate you so much. Really quickly, can you tell people where they can follow you? Um, Yes, I'm pretty, I'm pretty outspoken about it. I'm trying to minimize it every once in a while. I'll throw in like a picture of a dog or something just to (laughs) give you guys a break. But um, it's Suze Yatim Aslam is my Instagram handle. And that's where I hang out. And that's where I try to spread as much information as possible, but also give you guys the space to ask questions because I want you to be educated. And if you don't know, then we don't blame you because this is the country that we grew up in and they have, like we said, an agenda. So I think the best thing that you could do is ask questions. And we're so grateful for people who are willing to open up their hearts and listen. Yes. And then one other question real quick. Is there anywhere else on IG? I know I follow like Kali yes. Bayun. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I also follow AJ plus. I try to follow things that yeah. aren't necessarily here. What pages should people. Yeah. Like so I really love uh, Jewish voice for peace. They're, they're really, really amazing as well as um, IMEU. They're a Middle Eastern Institute based in DC that provides um, education on what's been going on. They've been doing it forever. Like you guys, this didn't start last week. You know, these Instagram accounts didn't pop up last week. We have been fighting this for forever. Um, And then there's uh, one that's a little bit harder, but if you know, you really want to know, it's called Eyes on on Palestine. they are a really good one because they are, they amalgamate, they collect um, videos from anybody who submits videos to them within Palestine. And then they will post those. So you're getting sort of like real time, really raw, not so pretty images of what's happening. But if you really want to know, that's a really great place to go. Um, So those are three really great educational resources. Yes. And thank Um, you for asking that. 
Yes, of course. Um, I, I thank you again. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Um, I hope it helps. It, it helps hugely. Um, I hope it helps for everybody that's listening. Uh, again, there's a lot of information out there right now. It's a lot to take in. It can be overwhelming, especially when you're like, I want to know like what is happening, what has yeah. happened before. Um, but I appreciate you taking out the time uh, to speak with our with our audience. You guys, um, Suze will be coming back on the podcast. She yeah. is actually an author. I know we didn't really talk much about that, but she's got a book called Postpartum Me about postpartum depression. Um, keep an eye out for that coming out pretty soon. Um, make sure you guys come back. It's a great conversation. I can't wait for, for you guys to hear it. Um, thank you so much, Suze. I will, I will stay in touch with you and I wish you and your family safety during this. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. All right, y'all. I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. No matter where you are in the world, I really appreciate your support. See you again on the next episode, but until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's Anxious BLK Girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal. <laughs>